What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another Sweat and Grime. I, you know, this is yet another example of where, for you guys, the the episodes have kept rolling. But what has it been? Three, three weeks. Three weeks. Three since fucking we have weeks has been amazing. Been in the, the studio. microphone. Yes. So we have got a couple guests in studio tonight. As always, uh, it is so much better when we have guests in the studio. We have Greg Johnson from. Pete Black Plumbing, and luckily he wore his shirt for me tonight, so I'm not having to guess at his employer. No, I, I, I can straighten it out right there. <laughs> or the yeah. company he owns. Yeah, we're all. Or you own the company. owner operator. Yeah, I mean, it, this is how new this but is. It's a but old your old. name is fucking Greg Johnson. Why the fuck am I struggling with this? <laughs> well, because I'm still looking at the logo and this oval, and it's still surrounding his fucking titty. But that's true. It's, my it, it's a little high. It's a little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's fine. But also, before we get into why your name is Greg Johnson, but your business is named Pete Black Plumbing, we also have Brandon in studio, which you guys probably remember from the Water's Edge episode with Jerry. That's right. There you go. So we have two guests this evening. Welcome, you guys. Thanks for having us. So, Greg, why is your business not Greg Johnson Plumbing? You didn't want a big Johnson on your trucks? Yeah, I mean, it would get a lot of attention, that's it, for sure. That's true. Just a big donger <laughs> just driving down the road on the side of a van. kind of goes hand-to-hand with plumbing, don't it? I think so. Laying pipe. I mean, laying pipe, big sausage, whatever you want to put on the side, it's fine. <laughs> now, do you got the plumber seat on the door where it looks like the guy's taking the shit and you're sitting there driving down the road? <laughs> I would totally have it. Like, I saw that and I was like, that is the awesomest thing idea. ever. Is, you it, know is I mean? it coming? Uh, if it was up to me, yeah, I'd be there already. Wait, don't you own the company? So why isn't it? Up I to you? do, but yeah. there are some uh, limitations when you purchase you, it. You don't want to be a copycat. Not, yeah, I, I, if I, I if that. I came up with something original, I would be like, yeah, let's do that. But yeah. that dude's already did it. Yeah. Yeah, well, you gotta start spinning some up, new marketing ideas. You could up ideas. it up one and do like one of those. What are they called? Like boudets? A dude peeing or something? No, the, the butt <laughs> washing <laughs> toilet. The boudets. Boudets. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you ever tried it? one of those? No, but you, you want to have a part down? of that. Yeah, thing. but you can have it down low with the a little boudets. water. Pretty badass. The people that love them love them. I'm not a fan. Just think about it, dude. You could have a squirt gun hanging out the door, and if someone looks, you could just kind of like shoot a little water at them. I'm still loving the fact that you called it a boudet. Well, I was kind of thinking like along the terms with the butt. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to I, I, you who know, we so, have on the show. So not I'm not throwing Black. the idea in the garbage can by any stretch. Well, but. This this podcast is but just about damn near go anywhere tonight. So <laughs> yes, that's Greg, right. Why don't you tell us about yourself? Tell us why it, you're it not. It is Pete such Black. a long story. Yes. Uh, well, start from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Well, it all started when I woke up this morning. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, no, I, uh, I started my own business, uh, 13 years ago and, uh, I was doing a lot of travel work all over the place, building microbreweries and, um, I was away from my kids, all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I gotta find something different. You know, my kids are growing up. I, I, I gotta find something. What got you into microbreweries, by the way? Wow, what a non-professional. We invite you to a podcast, God and the first damn, thing you do is interrupt it with a phone call. Off. You Jesus. want me to take a service call? You want me to take this call? Yeah. <laughs> Make some money on the phone. I'm on a call right Dude, now. Go for it. No, it, it Put it like, on the air. Do you really think that's a real person? <laughs> Come on, man. Ying Gui Shang? <laughs> Ooh, it might be. It's Southfield. Could be We're Chinatown. not going to Southfield anyways. Okay. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> so anyhow, long story short, uh, a buddy contacted me, and he was like, hey, you know, I want to I wanna open up a plumbing company. And I'm like, okay, blah, 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 whatever. 
we we kind of lay out a plan, and then a hiccup came along. One of my buddies, an older gentleman, was like, "You know, I'll sell you my plumbing company. It's been around forever." I'm like, "Well, that's probably a pretty good idea." Like. Starting a business kind of sucks. I ran my own business. It's the five-year struggle. And then yeah, you kind of, yeah. and I'm like, let's buy it. And he's like, oh, I didn't know if I was ready to go into that. <clears throat> and then uh, we pulled the trigger on it, bought it, and uh, here we are. No shit. Yep. And how long ago was that? That's a pretty uh, fucking short story about Pete Black. I was going to say, on, there's well, got to be more. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more, but it's 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 long. And then, you know, That's I had what a, we're here for. We want to know the dirt. Story. No, you don't. You want to talk about like Hitachis and stuff uh, like that. That's true. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We're going to talk about Hitachis now. <laughs> we, we have a veteran Hitachi warrior in yeah, the house. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> you know, I, so uh, tell, tell us, Greg, how those two-way uh, Hitachis work. <laughs> what do you mean? Do you guys have the Bluetooth ones or? Oh, they make a Bluetooth one. They can talk to each other. Talking <laughs> vibrators, huh? Yep. <laughs> I, I thought everybody had that you one. You know what? We're we're like four minutes in and we're already totally off the rails here. We're totally off the rails. <laughs> <It's> awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all good. I'm sorry. So, so, anyways, on with the story. So, I go into this with a business partner. Um, business partner and I, we run it for a while. I end up getting off the road and uh, coming to work for Pete Black Plumbing full time. And uh, some time goes by and he kind of decided that he wanted to do something else. So we split and now I own it 100%. No, nice. so you Very don't nice. have the partner anymore. No, no, just recently, nine months ago. No All shit. Right. Yep. Congrats, so how dude. long have you to- officially been in business owning Pete Black Plumbing, even with your partner? Uh, It'll be six years in January. All right. Wow. So, okay. Yep. So now, is it easier running it solo, or was it better having a partner? Give, us, give us two perspectives. <laughs> it's always better having a partner. This is, this is dirty talking plumbing world. So please tell us, Greg, if you're a one hander, if you like a partner. I like a partner. I mean, I do. You know, um, yeah, there's a lot of there, there was pros and cons on both sides. You know, um, there my, always is. My kids were older. He's trying to start a family, you right. know, so uh, there's going to be a lot of time off for him. There's going to be a lot of doctor's appointments yep. and stuff like that. And yeah. it's like, well, are you really a partner if you're kind of doing this? And then, you know, I was going after a little bit more aggressively. I didn't want to be a two guy show. I wanted to be, you know, a bigger company. Yeah. He, he wanted to keep it simple and real low stress and. There's just a lot, you know, there's no hard feelings. He's one of my best friends, you know, in his wedding, the whole nine yards. It's just two different places in life. Yeah. Well, if it's it's done in the right way, splitting on a business standpoint does not have to be messy and ugly and you guys don't have to part ways on bad terms. No, not at all. It was a reciprocating deal, honestly. Yeah. I was like, you buy me or I'll buy you. Yeah. And and it just fell in my, you know, my way, I guess. So, so how long have you guys been involved in slavery? <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell us talk about that part, dude. I thought six we, years. Six years. <laughs> so um, he just came to ringleader nine months ago. So yeah, he, there, he you there you the, go. There you go. So yeah. he's setting prices. Yep. <laughs> so go back to your, uh, you were talking about doing microbreweries. Yeah. Was that as a plumber or were you actually building out the full deal microbreweries and how'd you get involved in that? Um, I, I honestly, a long time ago, I built one in Howell here, a uh, black brewing company. I did the nice. plumbing there. I Love actually the did the actual plumbing, like the underground. No joke. Yep. And, um, Love that place. <clears throat> then, uh, the company that was bringing the equipment in was like, Hey, we need to find a steam contractor. I'm like, well, 
they have a steam license. They're like, oh, can you do it for us? I said, sure. That's pretty rare. So little time goes on and they're like, oh, we need a glycol system put in here too. I'm like, I can do that as well. So boom, we did it all. And the company was like, kind of really like your work. You want to do another one? I was like, sure. And that just turned into a full-blown nonstop four guys on the four or five. I probably had eight, nine guys working for me at that time, two crews. Wow. Anywhere from Montana to Vermont. We were working in North Carolina, South Carolina. So So you're traveling. Everywhere, nonstop. My my wife counted I was home like 27 days one year. Damn. That's brutal. So you can see the stress, you know what I mean? I was like... Got three kids, like I'm not supposed to be here, but around that 2008, man, you kind of would have done whatever. Well, if you're it took. around, probably that time you may That's have true. four or five kids, so it probably mm-hmm. maybe worked out. Oh, I brought it. Yeah, I would have at least that many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it is funny though how you control. ended up bouncing state to state, running around just in the industry making microbreweries. What part of it did you enjoy? I enjoyed the creating of it. All of that stainless. Yeah, it is a freaking artwork, man. I mean, I built, so there's, there's production breweries and then there's showcase breweries and I've done both. And there's some that are, there's one in uh, green, Greensboro, Bend, Vermont place is beautiful. Coolest place you ever been. Scenery's awesome. Brewery's awesome. Piping's awesome. Everything. Now, why is the piping awesome? Oh, I mean, if you ever you saw it, it. no, well, of course, <laughs> come uh, on. No, like the guy was like, hey, look, I don't care what it costs. I want it perfect. I want it all in stainless. I want it to look this way. Yeah. Damn. Do it. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we did, you know, it's it, when you're done, it's like a piece of art. Yeah. And it's something you can really stand back and be like, yeah, showcase that too. thing's awesome. Did you wipe it down and polish it when you were done? Like Everything, piece by piece? Everything's polished. And he keeps it like clean as a whistle in there. Really? I mean, it, it's, it's beautiful. So it, you make it sound like there are some some GCs out there that really specialize in microbreweries. Is that true? Um, no. I wish there was. <laughs> so how did you? I guess how I went, did you get I went, involved traveling everywhere to get involved? I in went these direct projects? with the manufacturer of the equipment. Oh, oh gotcha. Gotcha. okay. Yep. Con- yep. Right. Yep. So if they bought their equipment, you know, it started out as, "Hey, we'll sell you the equipment. Find your own contractor." Well, yeah. that leads into, "Hey, your equipment doesn't work." Yeah. Yeah. Well, then there's that constant back and forth. It's your equipment. It's the contractor. Blah blah blah. Yeah. She just cut that all. No out. millman. Yeah. Nope. We we buy it from us. We install it. Yeah. Gotcha. And right so, on. how long were you involved in the microbrew circuit? Six years, seven years. Ooh, and you were on the road that whole time. Yeah, it was a rough one. Right? Ouch. Yep. Is it complicated to build such a structure? We weren't building the structure. We were actually Put just together, installing the equipment. Oh. The, the the envelope would be built. You know, the floors would be in. We'd bring in all the equipment and do the process piping. So the steam, heating things up, transfer piping from one building to the next building. I mean. And was it copper pipe, PEX pipe? Stainless steel, copper, aquatherm, PEX. I mean, there was, a, a you know, Schedule 80. It was all in Damn. basically, you know, what they could afford and were they shooting for a showcase brewery or were they shooting for more of a production, close the doors, don't let people see what's going on. So yeah. obviously you touched on a bunch of different kind of piping yep. structures and material. How do you put them together? Is it like just PEX pipe, just quick connect? How do you put each individual stainless steel, Welded. copper? So you're, well, welding you're, all you're, the you're going to weld or? all the stainless. It's all purge like, welded. Okay. 
and then purge can, welded. What is purge welding? So you're you're running a shield gas. Haven't through you the watched purge the movie? Hey, Jeez. hey. Let the man tell me how to purge weld, damn it. You asked a question, now you're jumping in. So you're running a cold shield gas through the center so you don't get that, you know, nasty inside. If you're transferring, you know, liquids or beer or whatever they were, you know, whatever process they were using, it had to be sanitary on the inside. So if you didn't have, if you had oxygen in there, you get porosity and holes and everything else. So you had to purge it first and then weld. So let's... <clears throat> Let's really back up. Sure. How did you get into plumbing? Oh. <laughs> that's a actually, shitty that, conversation. That, that's actually, <laughs> it's a super funny story. So it's actually one of the things I wrote down, and I call it the trip down the digestive track. Oh, how fantastic. Bagel What was clogged in the toilet, and how did you get it out? Not a chance. Completely wrong. <laughs> I started out going to school to be a cook and a chef. I loved cooking. It was awesome. It was that art, you know. I liked I liked cooking. It was super cool. Now, do you still cook? Not a chance. All right. Really? Don't love cooking no more? Not, no. What happened? Where did the passion die? <laughs> 14 hours a day running the business. <laughs> yeah. So, um... I was a cook. One of the kids in the back, you know, was washing dishes. We were kind of buddied up and uh, talking. And he's like, hey, you want to work this Saturday? And I'm like, what are we doing? And he's like, we're going to dig trenches for my dad. He's a plumber. And I'm like, what's it pay? He's like, at that time, it was like 12 bucks an hour. I'm like, we're going like, to be fucking rich. Double what I make right now. <laughs> yeah. What do we got to do? He's like, oh, it's easy. You just got to dig a trench through this guy's backyard, like eight foot deep with a shovel. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever. I'll be there at seven. Let's do it. What time can we start? Yeah. So uh, long story short, we, we dig these trenches. You know, they're doing sewer replacements and super tight like city lots. And there's no room for a machine in there. And yeah. we're hand digging these things. And uh, I watched this guy jump down in a hole and make this little sewer repair, right? And it's 15 minutes, he's out the door, gone. And he's like, all right, fill it back in. And we're like, all right, two more days of shoveling You're dirt right. back in the hole. I'm like, I want to be that guy. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Like, I don't want to be the guy over here. I want to be that guy. Yeah. So a couple of those go by, and finally I was like, hey, dude, how much money do you make? And he's like, a lot. <laughs> I'm like. And that's just an now, estimate. what's a lot? And I'm like, well. 12 bucks an hour to you is a lot. Right. Moment, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, what is a lot? And he's like. Well, I make like $32 an hour or something like that at that time. Yeah. I'm like, that's an absurd amount of money. Like I wonder how many yachts this guy has. <laughs> so I go back to my stupid kitchen job a couple weeks later, and I'm the, the head chef, quote unquote, and I'm like, hey, dude, what do you make? He's like, like $17.50. I'm like, all right, I know what's going on here. <laughs> you can take this job and shove it. I'm out of here. I'm going to work with that dude. Yeah. So I chased the money, and that's, you know, I turned out I was pretty good at it. And then by like 17 years old, they're like, here, you want a van? Now, how'd you, sure. now, how'd you get into it? Because today, everybody thinks you got to go to college. You got to go get these educations degree. It's this big facade anymore. How did you get into a plumbing company? Well, like I said, my buddy he jumped in right. a fucking trench. Yeah, and I was like, like that but as you got older, how would you get into a company? How would you get into a company now? Yeah, you own show one. up at my door. What I'll give you a job right now? What you're simple? telling me? A skilled trades position? You can just show up and start working tomorrow. What? Wow, this is preposterous. <laughs> <Insane>. <laughs> and are they making twelve dollars an hour to start? 
What would you start somebody at roughly? Ballpark. Not knowing absolutely no. Yeah. I started I started a guy the uh what was that a couple months ago to power wash trucks, sweep floors. And part of the deal was is if you're around the shop and one of my plumbers needs something, you need to be able to jump in that van and take him whatever he needs. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh yeah, cool. I'll do that." The dude was never at work. Just He'd be like, sweep the floor. He'd be like, how much of the floor? It's like all the floor. You're like here all for of it? Hours. Like the whole it's thing? Flat. Like you're spraying <laughs> squares all day long. The square first, second, third. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, he didn't pan out real well. But, you know, a, a, a dude, if it, I tell people, like, it's it, whatever you're willing to put in, like, somebody's going to see that. And one of my plumbers is going to go, that dude did a really good job. Yeah, I want him on my truck tomorrow. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and so just throw throw out a couple figures. They don't have to be hyper accurate, but throw out a couple figures. What would you start a, a somewhat decent? Who knows nothing. Who knows nothing. nothing. 12 yeah. to 13, 14 bucks an hour. Okay. So what I'm going to counter that. <laughs> yep. What if I told you, you might have the prospect of a really lucrative career, but it's going to require you putting in a couple hundred hours with zero pay and we'll call it an internship. Would you be interested? No, because I know how the trades work. I'd rather oh. just go, you know, make twelve <laughs> bucks an hour for like the first so, year. So maybe the white collar route isn't all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, man. Not at all. I, I I look at this stuff, and uh, one of my buddies is a doctor. We're probably way off topic here. No, no, no dude, this, we don't have this, 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 this is great. This is fantastic. One of my buddies is a doctor. So we looked at like comparative wages from the day I started working till the day he started working. How much college debt he had versus how much college debt I had. Oh, this is beautiful. So then we just started, you know, a timeline and we're going to both kind of bump heads at 50. Hang on. I need to take my pants off for this conversation. I'm getting very excited. This is <laughs> because, because I, am, I am all about really rubbing it in the white collar world that <laughs> this is not the route to go. What do you mean? I mean, it's the route to go. It, 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 there's there's it both routes. Yeah. It can be. Yeah, but, but you don't but, have to get stuck it's not in the system. The way that no, it's, it's not the way. Not for everybody. Now, yes. certain people, I don't think I, I know for a hundred percent sure I couldn't be a doctor. There's no way. Absolutely. You wouldn't Absolutely. want me being a doctor. No. I mean, I can barely. <laughs> when read. I fuck up, it don't matter. I just restart back over. <laughs> you know what I mean? I bury I the sewer no line. <laughs> Trees come down. Like if you fuck up, you're like, doctor. I got a he's coding. All right, sew them back up. We're going to start from square one. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I'd cut the dude's vein and be like, oh, I fucked up. Hey, you got one on standby. No. All right, bring in the next guy. Yeah, call this is going to work. Throw him outside. All right, now, so go, so now go how back. How did your feel about this? Like, when he saw that it was going to take to, he got to 50 to cross paths with. Well, well that's where I didn't get to finish my yeah. story. Yeah, so I'm sorry. as soon as we bump heads at like 50, he starts sailing past. Sure. You know, because all of us But it takes debt. him to 50 to get there. Yep. That's nuts. I mean, and really, when you say sailing past, I mean, you guys had the conversation. Is it truly sailing past? He's just going to blow you out of the water, or is it really okay? He starts making pretty good money compared to where I'm at. Well, that was if you took out a took the fact that I'm a business owner out yeah. of the equation. All right. Now, okay. So there's <clears> another <throat> factor because you're a business owner. So you right. took out Those numbers are way, not going to hold I'm, true. I'm, I'm way more broke than the guy that was just a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> but the flip side is, is as the business grows, you're also going to take home a lot more than just an average plumber. Absolutely. There's potential for that for sure. And, and so again, to go back to your story, 
I don't think he's going to sail past you at 50 as a business owner in the trades. He's probably, I would agree, he's absolutely probably going to make more. Yep. But I don't know that he's going to be sailing on a yacht while you're on your little rowboat. I think you're still going to have you a, a nice little wakeboarding boat to, to chase him around in. I would think so. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that's the goal anyways. I yeah. mean, fingers crossed. Yeah. So how many more toilets do you have to plunge before you get to that goal? <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so that's actually a great question everybody it's plumbers for whatever reason we all love to shit on plumbers yeah because why wouldn't you everybody yeah, exactly. thinks that a plumber everyone, only deals with shit yeah everyone thinks of pl- which is not whenever, true and let me back that up when everyone thinks of the skilled trades everyone thinks of a plumber and everyone thinks of the plumber with his you know his arm elbow all the way in there just absolutely right fishing for turds yep so realistically what is it like being a plumber how much? Uh, how much time do you actually spend how much fishing poo for turds? Do you touch? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everybody. That's that's the question everyone wants to know. Yes. How much poo do you? How do? many hours has it been since you touched a turd? Yeah. You know, and honestly, um, it, it's it's it depends on what you want to do. Yep. New construction plumber, chances of touching a turd zero. If you're gonna throw some remodels in there, there's gonna be some poo. You're gonna be a service plumber, a drain cleaner. Definitely poo. Now I'm gonna. Now if you come across poo, what do you do? Well, hang on. I do want to disagree on a point because I've yep. been on those new construction, and I know that some of those framers. And yes, I'm fucking calling out the framers. They like to, especially on some of those basement model homes. Basement corner. Basement corner, or they'll just take the little cap off of that that uh. And use that that McDonald's cup. Exactly. They take the cap off of that pipe we stubbed up going down to the sewer, and they'll take a shit right over that and leave it for you. Have you ever experienced that? Because I've, I've never personally. Really? Ex- no, no. It happens oh, so frequently. You, you actually pissed it off the wrong foreman. Oh, yeah. I don't have to deal with it. I'm an excavator. I was going to say, how do you know about this? Because did you do this? To no. I was going to say he probably was. We were. He's in the excavation field back in the day. Oh yeah. Okay, so I may have pooped on a couple pipes sticking up out of the ground. So it's so not the back. framers. But I was only adding to the pile. Right. God damn it. No, no, there was already poo there. <laughs> it's a new construction. So it's you not, got to There was already a pile yeah, there. Like, well, might as well join the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got a story for you, dude. So I was just talking to a guy. He was pulling in to clean out his uh, pump truck. And I said, dude, just tell me a story. I said, I'm just having one of those days today. Like, you're just walking around. Like, everything's just going wrong. You're just like, fuck my life today, you know? Yeah. I'm like, just tell me a story today, man. Just something funny with your shit truck. And this was like two weeks ago. And I was sitting there laughing. And I'm like, come on, man. And he's like, I got one for you. And he ran off. I'm like, come on, dude. You got to have something good. He's like, all right, man. I got I got one about four years ago. He says, don't let nobody know. I said, oh, don't worry. I won't let nobody know. Here we are. Telling <laughs> that to the world. <laughs> <laughs> putting it on a podcast. I won't, I won't drop his name. But if, he is, fucking story. if he is well, listening. That was the part I wanted to know is who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, right? So anyways, we're sitting there and he's like, all right. So it was an emergency call. He goes out on the weekend, right? He's got to pump this shitter. The toilet's backing up. So he gets out there. The husband's home. The wife's gone. He's sitting there and he's pumping it out. He's like, all right, man, clean it all out. You know, got the shit hose out, everything, rinsing it down. He's like, go flush your toilet. And the guy fucking flushes and comes out. And he goes, ah, how'd it go? He goes, you might want to flush it a couple more times. He says, you got some serious backup in here. And he's like, go flush again. He goes, flush a couple more times. And just like a little bit of water comes out and like some shit paper. He's like, you got some serious clog in there. Have you ever thought about snaking it? He goes, no, I'm not going to snake it. He says, well, how about you guys snake it? He says, you can't pay me enough to snake that fucking 
pipe, <laughs> you know, because you got to climb down into this tank because the way the clean out was, it was an old tank. So it had just a one clean out cover instead of the duels. Yeah. So we had to go in on the backside where the, <laughs> mm, where the filter is. Mm, oh, yeah. No, that goes through the field. So he had, he had to cut that, climb down there, and he had to walk over to the other side where the shit tube is coming in. So he's got his headgear on. <laughs> And he goes, there's he no, actually did it? Yeah, he goes, there's no fucking way I'm getting in this thing to clean this thing out. And the guy's like, is there anyone I could call? He's like, I need it done today. He's like, dude, it would cost you $500 for me to do it. He's like, I got $500. You fuck clean it out. He's like, all right, man. He went to the truck, got the fucking snake and shit. <laughs> he's like, can I borrow your ladder? Stuffs the ladder in there, gets on down, shimmies down. He's got his light on. And he's like, all right, man, in a couple minutes, I'm going to need you to flush his toilet again. So he's snaking it. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. He's Come snaking on. it, dude. And here it comes, right? Like, he's getting a big old wad out. You just start hearing a gentle yeah. roar in the background, like the waves exactly. crashing. He's like, the you get, he's like, down there, dude, when you hear the gurgling, it sounds like something taking off. Yep. No, it's, so, time, it's time to go. Yeah, so he starts running to the other side. The guy already flushes it. The stuff comes fucking flying out. And he comes out, and he's like, sir... I'm going to tell you right now, stop flushing your condoms Ooh. down the toilet. And he looks at him and He's he goes, like, I, I had a vasectomy. Yeah. He oh, says, he? he says, I oh, had no. a vasectomy 12 ah. years ago. Oh my God. And he's like, well, it looks like your wife has been extra busy. Oh, he said the oh guy went and got the 500 bucks, dude, fucking threw it at him. He's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> so. Condoms Any are not stories flushable. like that? <laughs> oh, dude, I, where do you want me to start? Let's oh, dig come on, give, give us story. your best so, story. Well, yeah, in all honesty. I don't know if there's if one can, that we can actually... Oh, you can say whatever you, you want. This is a podcast. This is the beauty of podcasting. So the winner of the company, we've had like this rolling <laughs> Everybody sort has of the best co- story, right? <clears throat> so one of my guys is like, dude, you're never going to believe what I found in a toilet. And I'm like, I... I if you don't I think tell I've me, I don't seen know. everything. Right, like, try me. Shock me. Yeah. He's like, butt plug. I'm like, no way. <laughs> I'm like, I guess I could see it maybe, you know what I mean? Working in Ferndale like me. I don't know. Yeah. Woke up, had that poop feeling, just had to go. The weird part is, is this is where the story gets interesting, is <laughs> this little old lady comes in and she's like, well, what's that? <laughs> and he's like, uh, I don't know. I was kind of hoping you could tell me. <laughs> So she's like, Henry or whatever. And the old man comes in. He's like, I have no idea what that is. So he's like, is there anybody else that lives in the house? And he's like, yeah, my grandson. He's like, oh, oh shit, I'm no. out of here, dude. <laughs> so it's time to go. It's, it's another tale of Pete Black plumbing and the, the case of the all. missing butt plug. <laughs> so butt plug was probably the. Uh, the grandson. Yeah. It was, Excellent. I'm just guessing. Did you keep it as a souvenir? I told him he shut <laughs> up. Did you really stare him down when he left the No, room? we do have pictures of it, though. <laughs> Just laying on the floor. All he has a, like, the, bobble, the bobble head on the dashboard <laughs> of his service van. So run us through what it what it's like running a plumbing business today, like with your service and everything that you're involved in today. What's it like? Uh, there's a, I mean... There's a lot of stuff you got to do. I mean, you guys are all business owners. You guys are the coffee maker. You're the, I wrote that on there. I mean, I don't think there's one thing that I don't do. A guidance counselor, a a loan officer. I mean, everything. Yeah. Uh, You never know what you're going to get into when you wake up in the morning. It's like a different adventure every single day. 
That's what makes it so great. Yeah. It is. I mean, some days you're just like, fuck, I'd rather fall down the fucking stairs. But but what's it take to run your plumbing company? Guys out the door, the phone calls. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty fortunate. I mean, I'm going to tell you guys straight up, I have probably the best crew of people I could ever ask for. And um I, I tell people all the time, my guys will march into a volcano with me as long as I go first. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so, that's smart. You that's know smart. what? That says yeah. something about loyalty, though. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of the problems that a lot of business owners do because I'm not afraid. My guys know I'm not afraid to do any job in this company. I'll get down in the hole with you. I'll take your tools out of your hands so I can finish the plumbing job. Yeah. Um. I'm Are very, they fired very if they gotta on. take the tools out of their hand? <laughs> no, Are they no. fired? No, <laughs> no, but you've got to grab the butt plug barehanded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. No, I'm, I'm very hands on with them. You know, um, I have some really, really good dudes, so I, I got no complaints in that department. That says a lot about an owner. So yeah. let's go back because as as much as we love to have a great time on here, ultimately the goal of this is to kind of talk about the trades. Let's yep. talk about plumbing. Um, What's really the big draw for you in plumbing? And then if someone was interested, realistically, other than just showing up and, and applying somewhere, how would someone go about getting into plumbing? Um, I, I would suggest soft start. Like, go hang out with a, a buddy who's doing it. Talk to him. Start there. Because yep. you don't really want to waste your time jumping into something. You know, you guys know. Start soft. Say, yeah. hey, man, can I come in? Can I roll with you on the weekends? Can I, can I, is there anything I can do in your shop to help you out? Yeah. Because if you dive into it, you're either going to love it or hate your life. Yeah. yeah. So you guys know in the trade. So probably start on the new construction. So you're not diving face deep into, you poo. know, poo. Yeah, poo. Yeah. You know All what? Right. Either that or trial by fire. Go, go for the harshest, harshest conditions you and can right you like off it. the bat. And if you can suffer through that, yeah. then you're all good. It's Every, great. Everybody that there. I talked to, I was having a barbecue the other day and they're like, how much poo do you touch? And I'm like, really not that much. Like, <laughs> you guys think I just come home and just, just, just fucking with poop Absolutely. every day. It's yes. just, it's, it's in my ears. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's really not like. The better plumber you get, the less, the less, the less poo you're yeah. going to deal with. Yeah. So like the new apprentice guy, he's going to get poopy. Yeah. <laughs> he just is because he doesn't do you, know, you know. <laughs> no. When he you doesn't know any better. Stand to your yeah. left when you pull this out. When, you, when, you, when you're cleaning a drain, don't smile. You're going to get poop on your teeth. <laughs> yeah. the, fir- the first thing in plumbing is to keep your mouth closed. Yes. Right? You don't mess up, don't be sitting there talking. <laughs> no, no. no I just heard a story this weekend about a guy getting like a chunk of toilet paper in his oh, mouth. Oh, oh, it was no. just this weekend. Oh, did he no, die? actually, it was Monday. Did he die? No, he's still alive. Oh my god! Did he dude. go get a fucking? Uh, this is a homeowner. Yeah. This is a homeowner who's gonna do his own plumbing, and he's like, <laughs> I looked over, and the guy was like pulling a piece of toilet paper out of his mouth. Oh, oh my and god! Just everything in his body. So just quick plumber's trip uh, a trick. Just just <laughs> carry some. Sticks with you. Yeah. Yeah. Just and keep your bleach. mouth closed. Don't bleach. talk. Keep a flosser. So now, do you ever take an apprentice out knowing that he's going to get poo on and like watch his first reaction of he doesn't know what's coming? You're Popping just the poo like, cherry? No, no. I, I've never personally done it. I'm not going to say that other people don't, but I've never personally done it. So, I can just see him. Oh my God. So, so now that we've established how to get into it, uh, what is involved in in becoming a true plumber? What's kind of the process, and and what does that look like? What does your career look like once you become a, well, a true so, plumber? So how long plumbers does a, a, are one of the weird ones that have 
you know, I think plumbers and electricians are the only people that have a, a true apprenticeship. Yeah. So you start as an apprentice, you do your apprenticeship, then you test out journeyman. Once you test out journeyman, two years, test out masters, then you can become a contractor. So how long is the apprentice program? <clears throat> it generally takes four years. Okay. Like me, I, I I did it pretty quick. I was pretty interested. You did was, it after you what, first day you got in that seven foot deep hole, right? Mm-hmm. Or eight foot? I, I was all in after you're, that. You're balls deep. So yeah. I I think on if I remember right on the electrician side, really the only difference between your electrician certification and your master's is you can start pulling permits. Is that similar in plumbing? Yes. Okay. So you can't own a business unless you're a master plumber or a master electrician. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> yep. And then you have to take your contractors even after you get your sure, masters. Sure. Sure. But that, that's. That's law and yeah, exactly. Else, so. Okay. But after that, there's still more licensing that you could still pull. Oh, as absolutely, a plumber, correct? absolutely. So, uh oh, he's on call, ladies and gentlemen. That is interruption is. number two. <laughs> that is running a poo service company right there. <laughs> Granny's got the toilet clogged broken again. Third one, you're out of here. We've got another. <laughs> I'm turning it down. Situation. I thought I turned it down last time. <laughs> Apparently, I don't even know how to operate a smart. Uh, nah, he just wanted John Wayne from Southfield here on the podcast. <laughs> no, I mean plumbing's got one of those things that like it never really ends. So you can go get a welding cert. You can go get medical gas certifications. You can go get a boiler license. You can go get high pressure steam boiler license. Oh, wow. I mean, you can just keep going That's and endless. going and so going. So where would that take you is after, let's say, you got your master license and then I was working for Pete Black Plumbing and I started venturing out on my own and getting more and more certification licensing. Where would that eventually take somebody, whether it was working for you or where would that take them possibly You're in their career? Money wise kind, or kind of like... Is a journeyman, like obviously from the apprentice to the journeyman to so the So the master. journeyman gives you the ability to run work. You're yep, not allowed okay. to be on a job unless you're a journeyman by yourself. Okay. Then generally, once you get your journeyman's license, they give you a couple apprentices and you, you beat on them for a little while and try and turn them into journeyman's the idea. Um, from there, I mean, like I said, if you go get a welding cert. Now, if your boss has been in a job and they need a welder, well, you're going to get you paid a as job. a welder. Yeah. yeah. You know, they need med gas. Well, you're going to get paid med gas. You know, you're going to, you you're, you're in increasing pay. Yeah. Yeah. We, I try and, st- I'm the only one that has the certifications in the company. And I'm so busy running the company right now. You, can't you don't have time to venture into that. I, I'm just like, look, I call this guy or this guy. I don't have time. Yeah. So, so for you, but what? that made me very employable. Oh, I absolutely. I, I didn't, absolutely. I didn't, I didn't have to look hard yourself? for a job. What's that? <laughs> So would you employ yourself? Yeah, I would, probably not now. <laughs> what would you pay yourself? Yeah. <laughs> well, more than I currently make. He clocks off from being the owner. Man. I'm going to well today, boys. So, yeah. so for you personally, what's the draw? What What do you think of? We all, when we talk about our trade, there's kind of one thing that really we think about that we just love. What do you love about plumbing? What draws you to it? Probably the the thing I like the most is like the customer interaction and a lot of plumber or people who have had plumbers out at their house have had a bad experience. And if I can take somebody who's had a bad experience and turn it into a good experience, that's kind of a, I don't know. It, it, it does something to you. It's like, you know what? We're not all bad people. We're not all good, bad contractors. There are good people out there. Cause everybody that hires a contractor is a little bit gun shy. And I feel sure. like when I leave there, they're a lot more at ease. So what do you find is the typical bad plumber experience? 
especially in new construction, and I think you and you probably would support me in this. The dude never showed up. Yeah. Yep. You know, he's uh, we, we've tried to call him 35 times. He's not answering his phone. You know, this, that, and the other thing. We try not to do that at all. I make a a very, very strong commitment to my to my uh, customers and say, hey, we are going to yeah. be here. Me being a one-man show, you know, it's, it's <laughs> hilarious. You know, I, I try to make every you know, customer meeting that I schedule, you know, sometimes I fall through, but it's due yeah. to something happened on the job site. But when you finally do show up, their jaws are dropped. Yeah. They're yeah. like, you actually showed up, yeah. you know, and I was just about to say, well, go ahead. Finish when you statement. start respecting people's time as, you know, as a value, you know, yeah. cause you, they sit there for what, two hours waiting for you to come there oh, yeah. and you don't show up. That's two hours that they couldn't do whatever in their daily life. You know, right. it's, it's crazy, but you know, ninety nine percent of the time when I show up and I give them a quote, yeah, I get the job. Well, you know? yep. and I was gonna say that's where that's where I was gonna go, Matt. Is ultimately I would even put that on plumbers. Like that is that Just is one of the things about the skilled trades that that we have overall got to get better about is being more responsive to the customer and being more customer service focused. Yeah. Uh, there's just too many guys in the trades that it's kind of like, Oh, I've got work. I don't need to, I don't need to worry about it. And it's common. I mean, when, when I first got in the trades, it's like, Hey, you told that dude you were going to be there for, he's like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, he'll, yeah. he'll wait. Yeah. He'll wait. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah. I'm yeah, just that's not. a dick move. It doesn't matter I, I, what I, I, industry you're in. That's today's a dick world move. with the social media and stuff. Dude, that will they spread will like body wild. Slam oh, fuck yeah. You know, body yeah. Slam but we got so good at being, very efficient and good at being a skilled tradesman. We didn't learn the communication side, though. I, I did. I think. I'm not sure. I, I will I say we did. Yeah, yeah I, know, right? I, I will say I don't know that it's we didn't learn. I think I do they believe. Be I do fully believe there's a lot of introverts that went into the skilled trades because they don't like people. But and that's fine as long as you're an employee. But you can't go own a business and then have that i mean you can still be an introvert but you got to move past the introvert you've got to address the customer the customer is your bread and butter the the customer is what's driving our industry you don't get to hang back as a business owner you yeah. get to do that as an employee yep no you can't be the reclusive guy in the corner you yes. got to be in your face yes up front with your customers constant communication hey this is what's going on and when there's conflict you have to address it you have to bulldoze right into yes. it you can't just kind of dance around it absolutely. you got to go right for it and say hey look we we fucked up yeah we absolutely up. we're willing to fix it what do we got to do yeah you know if, if you know you fuck up it yeah, it rarely happens. It happens though, right? <laughs> Maybe once. Fucking up once. sucks. Now, what's but it like into the service industry? Is even worse. Yeah. You know what? What is the phone calls like? You know, we touched on what it's like with the new construction. What's it like when the homeowner calls and says, "Hey, you know, we've had bad experience, and they're calling you for a service." What kind of phone calls and complaints are those? <clears throat> like complaints against the guys, or like yeah, what like, kind of complaints are we talking about? Like here? what do you see, and then you know, what complaint are, complaints? Yeah, <laughs> like what, what's the homeowner? <laughs> we all know that customers <laughs> will complain to get out of paying the bill. We yeah, all know that. some jackass planted a butt plug in my. Tub. <laughs> yeah, I it's not mine. <laughs> what kind? What kind of complaints? Do I you have see never seen that before. <laughs> that you would be pissed if like your guys left a job like this or didn't finish something and it was billed or. You know, just to disrespect. Like, what do you see in the service industry? Like I said, my guys, I I, I don't bump into this a lot. Yeah. I, I do have really, really good employees. But the only time I run into this is if they're overbooked 
and they're just trying not to piss anybody off. Yep. So they're rushing trying to, to get to the everybody. next one, rushing to get to the next one. And, you know, there's stupid stuff that gets forgotten, you know. Yep. Hey, they put in my water heater and forgot to turn the water on when they left. It's or like, they're rough in yeah. a shower and forget to put the plugs on, turn the water back on before they leave, and they don't go back check. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's I've always never the, had that happen. It's always the silly <laughs> stuff, you know. We've had some big ones, but generally, I have really good guys, and 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 I keep it that way, and I want to keep it that way. Um, what I, do you what do you see out in the field though? Maybe not just your guys. Like, what's the common complaint that you see out there that maybe? Plumbers other, in general, yeah. That other general plumbers do that you would see or misdiagnosis a lot. So there's a lot of young plumbers out there running for or working for companies, and they don't really know what they're doing, and they got kind of thrown to the wolves, and they'll misdiagnose something. Yeah. And one of my guys or myself will go out there and be like, "Well, this really isn't your problem. This is your problem." And they're like, "Oh shit! How much is that going to cost? You know, yeah. or whatever." And I think it. It kind of gives plumbers a bad name because there is a lot of misdiagnosis with younger, you know, guys running. Um, That's kind of where you get what you pay for, though, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, no, not really, because everybody's charging, you know, about the same, I'd like to say. Yeah. You know, there's there, there's some plumbing companies out there that are really expensive. We're kind of more middle of the road, I'd say. So on that note, talking about <laughs> kind of what plumbers are making. Super round numbers. We're not going to get hyper-specific, but for people listening, maybe thinking about getting into plumbing, realistically, what are some numbers you could expect to make short-term? You know, so you, you started out with 12 15 an hour. Mm-hmm. Long-term, though, what's a realistic expectation for what I'm going to be like making a good a year? journeyman it, plumber. Yeah, a good journeyman plumber. That all boils down to number one, how aggressive are you? Number two, how many certs did you get? Like, do you have welding? Do you have med gas? Do you know new construction? Do you know service? Yep. <clears throat> um, I'll, I'll give you a range. Yeah, okay. absolutely. That's what Let's we're looking say, for. You know, starting at the bottom, 30 grand, 40 grand, somewhere in there. Moving yep. all the way up, you could tickle 100. Yeah. You know, you, you could definitely. Yeah. And then if you want to get certs or, you know, specialize in something, sky's the limit, really. Yeah. I mean, so now we're it's in all a in firm hope. tickle territory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you wanted to specialize in sanitary welding or gas welding or med gas or something like that, yeah, you can make it. You can make a bunch of money. Yeah. So, what's your favorite part of plum- <clears throat> of of plumbing, just personally? And I'm not talking so much from a business owner standpoint. I'm talking when you're in the zone, you're you're actually doing something plumbing related that you just you love. You could do it all day. You underground. underground. I love underground. Okay. I love underground. Is it because you can hide your shitty work? <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just so, so Greg will never be on the podcast again. <laughs> uh, no, there, there's a, I don't know. It's the beginning of a project. It's, you go into a big commercial building. Or the final part of the project. All these pipes sticking the up tying. out of the ground. So t- touch on the underground. What's it take? Obviously, you're doing a bunch of layout and everything like that. What's it take to do a underground project? Yeah. I mean, same thing. You, you you got to be the carpenter because you got to know how the carpenters are going to lay out their walls. You got to be able to le- read a print, lay out a string line and, and square it off something, you know, square it off a wall or pull two measurements and that's going to find all your toilet walls. So yeah, I mean, you're, you're hitting a lot of trades and you got to think of a lot of trades, you know, yeah. like, Hey, the electrician's bringing electrical boxes up here. I probably shouldn't bring a stack there. So and the thing is yours guys's pipes can't move up and down. No, <laughs> you're set. 
No, yeah. they can't. Electrical so, and everything else, they can... Yeah, I mean, if they're pulling feeders and stuff, they got big, huge conduits under the floor, obviously. Well, they got to be pretty accurate way. when they decide to pour the floor, the concrete, right? It's oh, yeah. moving again, unless you're jackhammering. Horror stories about that Oh, one. I've done some uh, nursing <laughs> homes that we laid out 100 times, and all of a sudden we do the pour, and then we go to frame, and it's like, why is this wall on top of 25 stacks? Yep. Yep. And it was because some idiot laid out shit off the wrong lines. Yep. Or they'll pull off of the, the wrong block face or something like yeah. that. And it's like, oh. wow. Yeah, it doesn't really move. Sucks being dyslexic when you're trying to read a print. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why that guy only yeah. makes 15 an hour. The shower was supposed to be on here, this he side. Is the, not he the is the shovel foreman of the company. <laughs> when you become a fresh journeyman and, and they're like, how do I lay out? I'm like, step one, grab the superintendent so it's both of your fault. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's Great when advice. I say, you guys are paid to lay this out and uh-huh. I'm just a stupid intendant. Well, I mean, no matter what, <laughs> no, the superintendent yeah. and you, if you lay it out together yep, and, and I it's okay wrong, it. yep. you, there's you got, two you eyes have, on it. Yep. yep. Two responsible parties. Absolutely. Or it should be right. Now, what kind After of... That. What kind or, of or if it's not right, the yeah, superintendent's going to do everything in his power to fix it. Yep. Yeah. What kind of advice would you give somebody that is considering plumbing or getting into the trades in general? Like what advice would you give a 18 year old man or woman that is thinking about the trades versus college? Um, I guess my advice would be if you're going to do this, you have to be what you have to be into it. You can't just take the trades on as a job. It's a lifestyle. I believe it is. Um, <clears throat> you know, you go to college, you get a job, you can go there nine to five and whatever. Yeah. In the trades, it's not nine to five. You know, I know, he knows. It's, you might get a call at eight o'clock from your boss going, dude, sorry, I just got out of a hole. What did you need today? I'm sorry. It, it, it's not as scheduled. Yeah. You have to, you're going to breathe it a lot more. You're going to live it a lot more and, and you have to like it. Yeah. If you do hate it and you're just in it for the money, you're going to live a long, miserable life. <laughs> I mean, you just are. I couldn't agree more. No. So you, you have to want it. You have to be interested in it. You know, if you're interested in what you're doing. Yeah. Having passion in something, yep. driving for it. That's key. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like you got to be a lot more creative in your plumbing industry? Like obviously moving dirt or being a framer, we run into a, a lot of different situations that it wouldn't fit on print, right? Or so-and-so, like you said, you know, the electrical's got to come up. Or do you find yourself re-engineering, re-engineering being more creative All in the, the plumbing time, industry? Because plumbing is never drawn the way that it actually goes in. They put some squiggles It looks nice on the lines. Yeah, but it's never there. Yeah. Never there. I mean, it's the way they draw it isn't even to code, you know? So it's like... Yeah, this is a good idea, but it's That's not what the work. schematics said. You know, you know what's funny is now that you talk about getting into it more, I get thinking about it. You got rough plumbers and then you got finished plumbers. In some companies, yes. Why? Because have you ever seen a $7,000 fixture be installed and it's fucking yeah. scratched yeah. and yeah. dented and upside down? Yeah, so at one of the companies I worked for, we had a couple old dudes that that's all they did. Was, I mean, we're not talking junk houses. We're talking multi-million yeah. dollar houses. Yeah. They and got the white gloves on when they're installing the toilet Yeah, fishers. you can't have the 18-year-old kid out there with his channel locks just grinding on <laughs> some dude's $10,000 faucet. Not a good idea. So <laughs> you send the old dudes out, and they let it have it. Now, our guys, I, I would trust 
almost everybody in my company to do both. That's awesome. So now you see, you go under the sinks and you see primer dripped all over everything. Sometimes you see people get certain carried away when it comes to finished plumbing. And maybe they should be like in the underground plumbing. Yeah. Those guys are. Because you got the finished plumber that's like nice and neat and clean with everything. And I think I think underground glue plumbing glue. needs to look that way too. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Line up your lines. Make your primer lines. And that's how you're going to, when you get in the trades, uh, especially into plumbing. That's how you'll move forward. That's how you're going to move forward. Perfection Absolutely. is key. I'll walk into a job and I'll be like, who did this? And if I see the young guy did it, and all, he was trying to make an effort to make all his lines and his primer lines look good. He's taking pride in his work. It's really nice and compacted and backfilled really well. It's like, this kid's going to go somewhere. You know right now, away. Now, why does that matter? Is you, obviously, <laughs> a young guy getting into it, and he's listening to us right now, and he's out there maybe as an apprentice. Why does that matter as you get older in your industry? Why does it matter in the plumbing field? It shows that you take pride in what you do, no matter yeah. what it is. Yep. And somebody who takes pride is going to, you know, they're going to do a better job. They're going to push themselves to do a better job. Now, when when do you start catching on? Obviously, <laughs> I think I got forgotten about. <laughs> now, oh, when, shit, it's right outside the door. Yeah, it is. Oh, is it? Yeah. Now, being a business owner and talking about the people in the trades, <clears throat> when do you start catching on when you found a good apprentice and when he's ready for the next step? And then when you also find a journeyman, when he's a good one or when he's a bad one, like what are you looking for in each application? By the by the way, just an audience update. I just went on a beer run and, and I was, I apologize. Our, beer run. our guest needed a beer and I was not informed that his beer was right outside. So no, I, I apologize. It's, it's fine. I just, I heard what you said, but I heard none of it. I was fishing. You just focused on beer. <laughs> I heard a bunch of white noise. So you're just going to have to start over with whatever you so were doing. Be, being a business owner now, obviously you've been through the trades. You could tell when somebody's a good plumber, a good apprentice, vice versa, if they're good or bad. What is it that starts setting them apart now? Like when do you catch on being a business owner going, I have a good apprentice or I have a shit apprentice. I have a good journeyman or a bad journeyman. Like what are you looking at? What starts separating the people in the field apart? Like in your eyes, like being a business owner. I think that if you've made it to a journeyman, you have a strong suit somewhere and then you have to start applying that. So everybody's not good at the same thing. Yeah. So as a business, as me being a business owner, if I see somebody doing something and I know they're a journeyman, which I that ultimately means that they know what they're doing, just might not be their strong suit. So I look at it as, as I got to move this guy into something that he's placing them. He is proper. really good at, and this might not be a strong suit. So you're not going to want to take the seven year old dude and give him a pickaxe and be like, "Hey, run this <laughs> all the way across this subdivision. Long. It's twelve foot deep. Yeah, not going to work. Yeah." But you could put him on finishes, you know what I mean? And he's going to take his time and he's going to do a really good job. So if I see a guy screwing up, the first person I look at is me. Like, why is he here? Why is he here unsupervised? What did I do wrong? So it's not necessarily their fault. It's my fault. I shouldn't have given them something that they weren't good at you know, or don't know anything about. We had a very similar conversation with Jerry when, when he was on the podcast. What, what has always amazed me and been awesome is these sort of conversations and the insight of tradesmen into how to deal with people and 
you know, just the stigma that that we're a bunch of dumb tradesmen. We went into the trades because we couldn't hack it in the in the white collar world or going to college. And in my world, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? There and, and I will say that there are a lot of tradesmen out there that are in here because they couldn't make it anywhere else. But <laughs> yeah, but but that's not that's the not majority. the point we're trying to make. Well, no, I, I would argue that's not the majority. No, and no, the majority of guys 90%. are really here to make the trade. <laughs> that's right. Fuck so college. I, I, I fell in love with it. I followed the money in the very beginning. Once I found it out, sure. And then, then really, I, I I I was good at it, and I came natural to me, and it was like this. Really, it's kind of fun. You yeah, know? you well, know, you're very interesting to talk to about the plumbing because we haven't talked about plumbing at all. Yep. Yeah, we have. We had Steve the plumber on. You fucking asshole. You know what? Well, you that know, was a I long time ago Steve. that we've already forgotten. I already <laughs> forgot about Steve, I didn't forget about it. If you're I, I actually didn't think I was coming here to talk about plumbing. To be honest with you, what did you think we you were talking we were about? Fucking Hitachi fighting. <laughs> I don't know what's in that bag, but it sticks to the wall, and he was going to do something weird with that bucket. I don't know if he was fighting himself him, or what. We brought him down to the basement beers and No, I, th- I thought we were going to move into the Hydrovac stuff. That's well, that's what where we're, we're going next. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. You just stole my next one. I came out to a dirt work podcast to talk about plumbing. I'm like, no, no, no. This isn't a dirt work. I'll talk about Hitachi's. We can get there after this one. No, it's fine. You just stole my next entrance into the next segment of this podcast well, matt i'm a but business you have, have to pod- anticipate what you're gonna exactly. do you haven't podcast in three weeks so you like lost the title matt motherfucking titan like, oh, I, that was not that I hold that that like, was the first thing i said we, that's why we didn't throw that back on in the dude, intro next dude. week my truck will weeks. be finished i got the fucking thing in vinyl wrap like you said in the beginning of the podcast it. oh titan's listening to the re-podcast going backwards <laughs> oh is he yeah, nice he's taking yeah. our advice yeah so he's getting you're finally getting the matt motherfucking titan wrap yeah before we hired him that's nice dinner wrapped is gonna be a finger pointing right to me (laughs) so anyways getting back into it um we we've (laughs) jesus remedy dude um we've had it in the dirt industry brian and i have talked about it so many times we talked about it with matt it's a landing spot for everybody it's always like that's where the rejects go you don't want to be those kind of guys that's what happens kids when you don't go to college but on the flip side I would say 50% of the people that come into the dirt side, it could be even higher, have an education and they come here because they suck at what they did, right? Or the money wasn't there and they were promised... I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> or they were promised a golden ticket at the end from college, but it, w- it was a dead-end dream. Yes. So it lands them all back in this trade, and they can make a phenomenal career at it. Do you find that in the plumbing industry, the same kind of path? Like, you got a journeyman that's here, or you got a master plumber that's here now, and he might have went for business management, or auto mechanics, or a cook, or... I got a dude who was in... Uh, what was he? A nurse practitioner, nurse anesthetist, Ooh, something, something like right. that. I mean, oh, wow! I, I mean, I mean, I'm I I can't remember what he did, but it was pretty high up. Yeah. Like yep. this dude graduated from West Point, like not an idiot no shit. whatsoever. Wow! Came in project estimator, plumber. I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, yeah, I'll hire you. Come on in. You're yeah, five hundred times smarter than I am. Fuck yeah! Here, you want the keys to my office? You can have it. You know. <laughs> You're way smarter yeah. than me. Take my week off. In in reality, you know, 
he enjoyed the plumbing trade. He enjoyed the the hustle. He enjoyed the, you know, the project estimating of things and looking at numbers. He was a super numbersy guy. <laughs> he didn't he didn't like what he was doing. And his yeah. uncle owned a plumbing company, and he went and worked there. And then he came and worked for me for a while, and now he's on his own. So. But, Go ahead, finish what you were going to say. No, there's a lot of super intelligent people. And then, you know, those people, they just realize that, hey, I want to do something that I actually want to do. I'm smart enough to know that, yeah, I can make a little bit more money doing this right now, but I'm actually happy doing this. So I'd rather do this. So there's there's a handful of things that I want to, I want to say. First of all, to go back to your comment about about when when you reflected on yourself when you had an employee not exceeding at something, I would argue that the vast majority of the white collar world that is in a management position does not understand that simple statement that you just said. And that's, that's just one of those things that stands out. Well, it's just there. We put such an emphasis in, and my wife is going to laugh because she edits this podcast and and she's always like why don't you just yeah exactly she she throws it in like three times speed so she can do it so we all sound like chipmunks (laughs) it's great but she always laughs she's like why don't you just say fuck college in every episode because that's what you mean and i'm like yes fuck college (laughs) but that's that's the truth. Not what we mean, but it's there's this what we mean. There's this false mentality that college sets you up for magical success because you went to college. Brandon, I think you touched on that a couple weeks ago on one of our comments. Why don't you refresh yeah. us, Brandon? Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, we, Wait, we what touched are on we like talking college about? I think you spun it. Like I think this is the way that you actually it, how whatever you said was amazing. I'll Should try to Could I'll, you recreate that moment for us? <laughs> You can't recreate that magic moment, but I know what you guys mean because yeah, it's the, um, it's basically what society tells you is your solution. You know, it's yeah. points you, it's, it tells you what's your next path and it's the one that costs the most money, of course. And they guarantee your success. That's yeah. the worst part of it. That's what the whole, you know, you're hedging your, it's all your business bets model. Yes. Yeah. And that's their business, business plan. And, and the biggest point is that, um, it's about millennials. Yeah, you can come out of um, high school with a business plan and try and get a loan for a business, and it can be a very good business plan, a very successful one, but uh, no bank would ever loan you that $60,000 coming out of high school, but they'll loan you the money to go to school, and you know, so that's kind of part of that catch of things that you're getting at. Um, So yeah, but um, society just kind of points you towards the regular path of you know, college being the answer and the only answer really. And they're just, um, high school kids aren't presented any other options. I don't think. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's pushed a lot because it's a big money grab though. Oh, well, I mean, oh absolutely. You could say I'm wrong, but 100%. I feel like it. I'm not going to go too into deep, but my daughter just graduated like literally. And, uh, she's like, I'm not going to go too much into my personal life, but yeah, it was to. like, She's like, Dad, you know, do I go to college? Do I go to hair school? Do I, you know, I'm <laughs> you like, touch on that. You, you do what, you do whatever. What let's you want to do. You Let, do you. Let's go. So today was her first day, her first kind of day free, not having school stuff. I'm like, hey, come to work with me. Yeah. So I put her in the office. I'm like, hey, see if you like this. If you don't like it, bail. Go do something else. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's kind of looking into uh, doing like a, a little apprenticeship with a, a lady that does hair. I'm like, put your feelers out there. If you yeah. like something, grab a hold of it and then go from Absolutely. there. You know, if you want to go to, I don't care what it is. If you want to go to college for this, specialize and go to college for that. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Concentrate your energy on what you're going to actually just, know you just what you want to do. Without going personal deep, right? Because yep. you don't want to influence, for example, like your daughter. Right. For what we're over here thumping about. Right. That right there is need to be what America has been pushed upon everybody is go to college, go to college. What you just said right there is basically just chase your dream. You go do you and find you. Well, and I think and, that's and, the biggest thing is like we crush everybody's dreams. Yeah. There's yeah, a lot of extent. push to get their kids into college. You know, I'm a dad. You, I, yeah, I don't know you how many want your kids to do better. You want them to do good. Or, so you're like, go do this. You're going to make a ton of money. Yeah. And my wife's kind of the what, you know, voice of reason. She's like, hey, yeah, that does pay money, but she might be happy? miserable. So I had to like kind of, you know, put two and two together and be like, hey, go try this. You can, you know, you're not pressed to have a career right yeah. this second. Yeah, and that's my one of my biggest beefs with the college Find yourself. Thing See the world. At 18 years old, I look back and think about myself as an 18-year-old. I didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing in life, yet I'm somehow supposed to magically know what I want to do for the rest of my life yep. and then make a $60,000 decision based off of... Are you fucking kidding me? That's Ooh, concrete. That You can't just decide... Well, I don't want to pay this anymore. No, no, you're you're, you're, you're in, in it debt for life forever, yep. and you don't get to declare bankruptcy. It doesn't go away. It does not go away. Nope, you're this stuck. Is the worst fucking. Mm. But, but by but, the way, apprenticeships, you get paid to essentially go to school. Absolutely, yeah. and absolutely. You, get, you get paid to try it, right? Absolutely, and if you bail, there's no penalties. You, you don't pay it hole. back. You don't. None. There's no debt. I mean, it's now, just. What kind of advice would you say to somebody that does bail? Is an apprenticeship, and he comes up to you, and he's just like, "Hey, look, man, this just ain't working no more." Are you going to be pissed at him? Not at all. What would you say? Go find something that is. I mean, yeah. was there anything on this job site that piqued your interest? Go do that. Yeah, yeah. Go try it. That's what we no. should be pushing. That's <laughs> what from from middle school. What Correct. we should be pushing is go pursue something you're passionate about. And then see if you can make that work for you. And, and there's a lot of people who are interested in something. Like, if I guarantee you, if you went into the 10th grade right now and put out 10 hammers on a table and a big pile of nails, you're going to tell who's going to be good at something. You know, there's yeah. going to be the guy there with no fingers that just bashed them all off <laughs> with a hammer. <laughs> and then the other guys who's just one-handed right driving them in, you're yeah. like, Still never learned. Yep. yep. This guy's got it. <laughs> yeah. He might not be interested, but well, it does take a certain funny. amount of mechanical ability yep. to be in yeah, the trades. Absolutely. It's funny you say that because they got like that pipe stuff for the kids that they could put all the pipes together. Yeah. For And it just kind of rings a bell with plumbing, right? But you see certain kids really excel. Oh, absolutely. But we never focus on what they're good at. Why wouldn't no. you? No. We follow the society of going... You need to go to college. That stuff. Hey, 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 put all that shit down that you're really interested in and good at. Now, what's and really I want fun? you to read this passage and then answer this series of yeah. A, B, C, D Recite questions. Recite World War II there and tell me what happened. Yes. Exactly. Meanwhile, Junior's got the entire bedroom furniture <laughs> tore apart with a penny. Yeah, right. You're like, right? oh, this guy's shit. really He's good at taking shit apart. He's on my, something. My seven, almost eight-year-old is a prime example. Yeah. He is... Unbelievable. We have circuit kits that at four years old, he was completing circuits and actually making things run. And I'm not talking like hook just two wires together and yep. make a fan run. I'm talking like he's got resistors in there to make sure that it's slowed down so that the LED will light up. And then the fan, I'm just like, holy fuck, kid. Like you could go make a killing as Tomorrow. an electrician. Yep. 
And I will absolutely <laughs> encourage you to go pursue that because that's absolutely. a great career. Yep. And it and one thing that really sticks out to me that in this whole conversation we're talking about follow your passions. One of the things we have really, really started to love on this podcast is the the Matt motherfucking talking question at the end of. Oh man, I blacked out. I forgot about that. Yeah, if you could do anything, we're not near that yet. If you could do anything, what would you do? And we we got that question. We fully expected everyone to come up with these just grandiose, ridiculous things that it would be fun. Instead, what we're getting is all these tradesmen going. I'm really doing what I love to do. And that's like, a, it's something that I'm we've actually really, we the, love that answer. The it's, hardest part about this was I knew that question was coming. So I've thought about it on several But don't tell us yet. We're, still not, <laughs> there. We're, We're not there yet. It doesn't matter. It. I'm just saying. I've been thinking about that question and you're spot on, dude. Yeah. yeah. You're spot on. And that's what I, you know, the more times we ask that question, the more times we get that answer, the more excited we get about it. Cause it's just like, fuck, the trades are awesome. Now Cause everybody that's in here doing it loves what they do. We're sitting here like bashing on like going in debt for college and everything but uh this guy said next to us who's our ho- our guest what kind of fun equipment you just bought that just set you so far back that's fucking awesome uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, you like the story holes. behind that is kind of funny it's I made mean, by hitachi and, <laughs> and this gets back into the vac trucks. Oh yeah, he likes nice. sucking. You you've been thinking about that for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. segue I tried segue like you twenty did. times. That's awesome. <laughs> So, uh, Vac trucks that, that, that kind of was part of the deal with my partner too. I wanted to get into more things and that's yeah. why I said it's kind of complicated. He looked at those Vac trucks and was like, nope, want nothing to do with them. Really? Was it because the oh, price dude, those point, things are... or was it because what they do or <sighs> like, why would he want something to do with a Vac truck? It's just more moving parts, more, you know, he, like I said, he wanted to run a very simple business. Okay. I got, I got your joke, Matt. Thank you. I, I got you. Ben. I, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's going to be trying to back truck out tomorrow. <laughs> you don't want none of that. Trust me. Oh, yeah. baby. No, no, no. Those you things are mean. You don't want oh, big old glory. Fuck. Greg's tried it already. Fuck, it didn't work mean. out too well. No, you got to hear the stories that were worked <laughs> on, though. Jesus. So so I sold those fuckers for a little while. Yep. And we sold, I don't know what you guys, you guys are running vectors. Are they fan units? Or are they what kind PD? of work are you guys doing with these vectors? Uh, they're fans. So, um, so we have two fan units. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> so we ran PD units. Yep. And if you're not, for those not familiar with the industry, PD stands for, uh, oh, fuck, I just, just lost the term. Uh, it's the uh, fuck, positive displacement. There you go. God damn it! Anyway, so what do, what you're Way doing? Off. So a fan Samson. unit, Samson. a fan unit Tell works you. exactly like it says. It's like a fan. You have a blower that's moving air, and as long as you have air movement, you're going to have things move through the truck. With a PD unit, a positive displacement, it works like a blower on a car. So it's actively removing air from the system and creating a vacuum. Now, what that means is. When you plug up the end of the tube on that fucker, it really goes to work. And the more you plug it up, the more pressure it builds. And so I've heard stories of guys that would get too close and they were wearing a hard hat with the strap on. And well, no, luckily the hard hat would withstand. It was the strap on. The strap on. The strap. So we the, just switched all strap on. Literally, the entire vac truck company just got a whole box of strap on. There you go. <laughs> Are they Hitachi branded? <laughs> no, they're not. This is what you're going to need when you lose your little pecker there, boys. Yeah. But it would. It would. No joke. No exaggeration. It would suck them off of the ground. And they would have to shut the truck down in order to get the guy unstuck. Now, is that where the term Big Bertha came from? Well, 
There are also horror stories of the guys who are not wearing hard hats. We won't go there tonight. But those trucks are unbelievable what they can do. Yep. They 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 definitely there's we're we're pushing the limits of ours to just see what it'll do. What it's capable of yeah, or what it won't do. You know, we found a couple things that stalled out. We were like, Oh, this is doesn't work. Yeah. So, you know, through some research and we figured it out. We made it work. Like, you're not supposed to lift things more than 27 feet because yep. of some crazy mechanical, you know, math equation. But yep. we figured out how to do it. Did it's you really? That, yeah, it's not that difficult. No shit. Yeah. What do you do? You just got to suck I can't tell you my trade secrets. Wow. <laughs> now you're no. really going to mess with <laughs> any, any dudes that, that run a vac truck, like injecting air backwards, yes. will make it do it. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. Because yep. ultimately what you're fighting there is there's a limit on how much a vacuum can overcome you gravity. Exactly. But if you positively inject air. Right. And yet again, another testament to the trades, figuring out something the white collar world said you can't do. Can't well, do that's, yeah. that's to the safety... Uh, in the manual there, you can't do this. And he's like, oh, fuck it's not even safety. It's, it's literally, that's <laughs> it's what Greg just says. Yeah, you, t- you talk about engineers <laughs> who can only operate through the, the through the pages on the book. And then you got the tradesman who's like, well, fuck, what if we did this? And we go experiment and we figure it out. Boom. It's creative I problem it. solving. Yes. yes. No, we're, we're lifting gravel like 40 feet and the people are like, that's no impossible. Shit. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah. No shit. So no. interesting. So what kind of work do you what what are you guys chasing with those trucks? Turds. Turds. <laughs> Funny you say that. We do not chase turds at all. Really? No. What are you no. guys using them for? Hydroexcavating. We're digging. We're daylight oh. utilities. We're opening up uh, fiber cable for other excavators. Yeah. You know, we, we're digging with them. What else are we doing? So A do lot you of guys? Jetting. Do you guys have true dedicated hydro excavating units or are they ours vac are com- trucks? Ours are combis, so okay, we can okay. jet. Yep. We can vacuum and we can dig. So for the listeners who aren't familiar, can you explain the process of jetting? <clears throat> yeah, so uh you work for the county. All of the drains that are under your driveway or under the road, they're full of gravel. You know, as time goes on, dirt goes in there. We'll stick this monster hose in there with 3,000 PSI of water, and it blows all the debris out to one side or the other. You kind of, like, fish it, right? No. So those jets are set on there in a a way that it'll self-propel itself through. And some of them have saw blades and cutters. Yeah, dude, I've saw all kinds of crazy crazy. They've got so many fucking awesome cutters on those things, it's nuts. If you get into it, like, you can... The oh, sky's the limit on what you can do with these things. They're such awesome trucks. So what have you fucked up by getting? <laughs> well, we ended up in Miss Johnson's basement wall. <laughs> <laughs> so I was fortunate enough when we bought Pete Black, we got a mini jetter. And that's what kind of got my interest in the jetting was like we had this van mounted unit and it did stuff that sewer snakes couldn't do. It did descaling. It did all kinds of cool stuff. So I was like, this thing's awesome. And then I saw a big one and I was like, Today's that awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so that, that's, that's kind of uh, whatever yeah. the is working for has to redo all their storm drains. <laughs> right. So, so I will say, cut through everything. Well, one of the best parts of those jetting trucks, one of the real things, in fact, I had a nozzle that I used to sell specifically, and it's the anti blow nozzle. <laughs> because what happens with these jet trucks. Oh, I know. This, where you're this going is, this. this is where I, I, I know where you're going. This with is this. where I go full on nerd. Yep. Because what you're dealing with is a physics equation and Bernoulli's principle. So what these what these nozzles do? What? 
Well, uh, so I'll tell you. So Bernoulli's <laughs> principle is the fact that when you get airflow moving, it will actually pull more air with it. And so you get uh, you get more force than you're actually putting into it. And so what, the way these nozzles work is you have jets. And, li- and, and like Greg was saying, these things are running at like 3,000 PSI, what, like 40 gallons a minute or something? So our big truck will run at 100 gallons a minute. Oh, shit. 3,000 so, yeah. PSI. So you're talking a phenomenal amount of water flow. Yep. And what happens is it's all it's all pointing one direction, which means you're now creating an airstream through the sewer pipe. Backwards. C- correct, backwards. And so when you run this nozzle in a sewer pipe, you're now creating a giant wind tunnel on top of the water you're just jetting with. Well, what happens is if the air can't make its way out of the sewer pipe through the manhole lid you've popped open, it's got to go somewhere. And Miss Johnson's toilet just happens to be the path of <laughs> least resistance. Johnson. And so poor Miss Johnson, who might be sitting in there taking her morning deuce, will suddenly hear a giant roar. And she just got a new bidet. All, yes. But this, this bidet has cleared out a 50-foot stretch of the sewer line uh-huh. and shot it all into her bathroom. We had guys. That's shitty. They would have to bring in those those like service pro people oh, yeah. and Surf totally pro. gut a bathroom welcome, and yeah. redo it because of these because of the blowouts. And so we had an anti blowout nozzle. Yep. And it's you you widen the angle on the jets. It's there's yep. a lot of engineering that goes into it. And again, this is where I go down the nerd route. It's ultimately you're you're overcoming the airflow and the Bernoulli principle that's happening in the pipe. So just awesome it's freaking i love these trucks <laughs> funny story that you said that so like my sales guy comes out and <clears throat> i'm telling him what i'm doing and he, i was like well i want this nozzle and he's like where are you gonna put it like, what do you mean where well, am i gonna put that's it a like, this is what i'm doing he's like, over i'll show you <laughs> absolutely do not stick that thing in a sewer you yeah. will blow up every toilet on the way and i'm like Good to know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Know. That's a good sales service guy. Call. Yeah. Oh, service yeah. call. When Super you get into cool. the nozzle sales, like yeah. and they've all yeah, got great ser- names. Like your the service trucks in at the end of the road. <laughs> yeah, the penetrator. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and, and like I said, the, my sales rep, super cool. He's like, where are you going to put this? What are you doing with it? Don't do this with it because you'll fuck all kinds of shit up. Well, and so to, to bring what's it all sad back. Is how long did it take for the sales guys to learn to tell customers that after this thing's been sold to many guys without that knowledge? All I can say is thank God they have it. It, yeah, only, it really only call. takes one angry phone call and then you go, Oh, good to know. I forgot to mention that. By any chance, was a Pete Black plumbing on that? Did you read the instructions? Yes. Oh, not my fault. (laughs) So, bringing this kind of full circle back to the trades. Yep. You've got your plumbing kind of basic knowledge of of putting pipes together and making sure poop flows downhill. Yep. But this is yet another aspect of your trade shit uh, downhill. this is yet another aspect of your trade where you're getting outside of the scope of just regular plumbing. Now you have this whole other skill set because that is one thing I also learned about those trucks is these are pieces of technology and engineering all in themselves that you have to learn that whole aspect. They are. And so can you kind of delve into what was the learning curve like on that and, and what has that been like as you guys so continue to learn? Style. Yeah, you're, you're, you're an really operator. an operator yeah, you know, at No, point. it's it's a, yeah. it's a Class A truck. I mean, it's yeah. big, it's heavy, it's, it's yeah, everything. These things, well, how, what's the capacity on yours? I mean, these are monster trucks. 60,000 pounds. Yeah, pounds. I mean, 
or, or volume in the tank. <clears throat> 2,100 gallons. Wow. Yeah. Debris. I mean, we're not I mean, talking small yards. trucks. Yeah. No, 15 yards. Yeah. So they so hold a lot. What has that been like for you guys now going into a total? I know you had the van jetter, but really these trucks are another level. What's that been oh. like learning about them? Um, so we we did a lot of stuff with our van mounted jetter that we probably shouldn't have been doing it <laughs> it was a lot bigger than we should have so it took us three times as longer you know as it and it was a progression for us learning and we first started out with like i said our our van mounted jetter and then we started running or renting the um little trailer mounted vax yep yeah. and you know, we did a couple projects with it, and then I was like, ah, let's just hire somebody to do this one. Like, I, this is way too much for us. Let's just subcontract out a guy with a vac truck. So the guy comes out, and he's like, which hole you want me to put it in? I'm like, that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was for you, by yeah. the way. <laughs> and literally, that's what he said. And I'm like, well, the one that's overflowing would be a good place to start. And he's like, no, no, not going in there. I need to go into the one upstream, and I'm like, "Oh, that's genius! Yeah, absolutely genius." Less shit. You, well, no, you can't see what you're doing. You're trying All to right, blind fish a pipe down there. Yeah. And he, he, you know, this guy goes down and sticks it in this other one. I'm like, man, I would have had poo all over this part <laughs> trying to figure this out. So, you know, it was just stuff like that. Like I learned a few tricks of the trade from subcontracting, and then yeah. I, I became kind of interested in it. And I was like, and you wrapped your head around and were like, dude. Full send. Full, yeah, full yeah. send. So I, I bought that for my first vac truck drink of beer, swear to God. <laughs> it was on a bet. Honey's like, uh, our MasterCard's maxed out today? What the <laughs> fuck did you do last night? It, it was literally on a bet, and I did yeah. it. I will say another thing about Love the it. vac trucks. So um, we sold heavy equipment at the dealership, but we yep. also sold these vac trucks. Two totally different worlds. Mm-hmm. And, and there are guys that run these vac trucks that are not official plumbers. They work for cities, and right. all they yep. do is run these vac trucks. Yep. I love those guys. Like I, I didn't like even. How much? It's I, you know. Oh, yeah. I would say <laughs> I would say if there was enough alcohol involved, you know, <laughs> I go there and go over the pants or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, a little a little tickle on the inner thighs wouldn't be offensive. Brian, Brian, be out there twerking, <laughs> just but, twerking. That's right. But no, it's what I love so much is is we're talking about a, a group of guys. That literally all they do is go around Sucking the city. Holes. They they blow shit out of the pipes and suck it up into this truck. Yep. They are around shit all day long. And yep. that's a job that everyone would use as their example of, this is why you stay in school. This is the job you don't want. And yet, every single one of those crews that I went on, Dude, those were some of the most prideful guys mm-hmm. because there is, I mean, you know, you run the trucks. There is a skill to being able to just put They're making your sure Miss Johnson's not calling them because ex- the fucking toilet's Exactly. Up. These guys are, these guys will put their hand. This is Keeping the skill the level flowing. involved. They'll put their hand on the jet pipe. So the pipe that's actually got the pressurized water, they'll put their hand on it. And just from the vibrations in that jetter rod was there they a can Hitachi tell you it? that's right they can tell you exactly whether they're run up against something you know difficult they're up against a clog or they're free i mean they know how to run that truck well jimmy Hoffman. J- just, just for the record our truck doesn't very rarely touch poop like 
we don't do. Yeah, see, you guys are one of the like rare breeds. No, no, not really. There's a lot of companies out there who specialize in storm and underground and digging. That's yeah. that's true. On the on kind of more of the hydro excavating side. Yeah. Yep. But, absolutely. But most of those guys that are running the true sewer trucks. Yep. I yep. mean, they're sucking and, and, shit and, all day. And, yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and the amount of skill. Now you guys are able to push that back out after you suck it up, like pretty easy. Like oh, how yeah, do you it, it get dumps. it out of the truck? It dumps and it also has like a water clean out. System. Gotcha. All right. So, yeah. All right. I have no idea what that is, vibrators. Someone's vibrators. Yeah, that's. I, don't know. I have no idea what that is. Is that Todd over there? I just Bluetooth to, to his Hitachi. It's my daughter trying to FaceTime me. Matt's Matt's to the point he's just firing up the Hitachi right <laughs> on the right on. No, I blew I Bluetooth into his. <laughs> it was my, it was me controlling it. There you go. So how is how how is hydro excavating changed your business now? Getting into this because now you're getting into the excavating side. Um. It's made my life a lot less shoveling. I can tell oh, you that. I bet. Like I bet. sewer replacement stuff like that. Um, it's a lot easier when there's fiber cables and you're, you're just doing a lot of hand digging. Yeah, I bring the back truck up, suck it all up. It takes all two minutes. Yeah, I mean we just dug a whole sewer with a hydro excavator in downtown Brighton. Wow, really. wow. He was there. It was pretty cool. Yep. Made for a quick job. I think it would go quicker, right? By just kind of sucking all the dirt instead of moving it twice, right? It's kind of the. I, is it gonna, does it go quicker? Not not only just allows you to dig around sensitive lines and sensitive infrastructure, but um, does it make jobs go quicker? Uh, I mean, these guys in a machine would have dug that job in ten minutes. You know, what but I with mean? It, but if there's a, fi- a fiber line it, or exactly. a water line, down there's there. fiber cable, high pressure gas. So that job was a hand dig job. Like you yeah. had to have dudes out there. You would have spent forty five minutes exposing a line that probably took him all of two to three minutes to expose. Well, it was the whole thing. The whole like the whole at green belt was just loaded with them. So yeah. you weren't putting a you weren't putting a piece of iron in there. No. Oh, you, so yeah, that's that's a job that would have yeah absolutely it would have taken us ten times longer than his. You would have had to hand dig the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the beauty of those machines where that one really stuck out to me. I had a group of guys down in uh, Battle Creek. In fact, this is the crew that I always reference that I just I got in so good with those guys and I love them because they're so passionate about what they do, even though they're around shit all day. Like, it's awesome. Um, But they were they were demoing hydro excavators. And it was as a part of this big infrastructure bill that was coming through. They've got to replace all the lead water leads. There you go. That's that's a big thing coming up. Talk about it. All right. Uh, I have actually done quite a few of these. Yep. Um, and you hydro excavate both ends of the stop key. You look down there, you inspect it for lead pipe, and there's a ton of them going on right now. And traditionally... You would be hand digging that. Either that, or you would have a small machine and a laborer, and it would yep. probably take you 20-ish minutes per stop box to dig down to this thing without damaging the water line to do your inspection. And these are just the inspection phases. So now, now you have I would to, say it would take a lot longer, 20 minutes oh yeah. to dig on both sides of it. Absolutely. Well, maybe you need to get better at digging. That's where you had it. I was about to say, you bring in Rick and so I. So you take you. this thing off the trailer, a mini excavator, you're going to set up in some dude's yard. Oh, fuck no, it. I oh, that's say a lot right. longer. I say, okay. I say you're an hour in. I would say an hour. Now, if you're, you're hiring the wrong yeah. dirt, guys. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what. I know where there's 350 of these to do, so I'm going to times it by 20, and then I'm going to give you the job at 20 minutes a piece. 
You want to take the challenge? I'll take that. I kind of, yeah. I kind of like for I'm, the sake of the channel. I'm I feel like we should take the challenge. <laughs> we'll, race, we'll, we'll race the hydro well, escalator. Well, so, well, the that's thing the is, though, thing. how many, how many of those is he going to suck in a day? And his price point for us to unload, his price point is going to be pennies and a dollar versus us per curb. And, and so that's where I was ultimately going is is when the, we were, when they were demoing these hydro excavators. Traditionally, that would have let's call it. You've got you've got me and Rick on the job, mm -hmm. so you got two very competent people. It's going to take us fifteen to twenty minutes to hand dig with the machine down to that water stop box, figured out. But then, because it's only an inspection, now you got to fill the fucker back in. Yep. Because you can't leave an open exposed hole. Nope. So so now you got another five to ten minutes in the backfill with the mini excavator until you move on to the next one. Then all the yard restoration that you just done fucked up. No, you don't have to do yard restoration because they're going to come back and replace it. But Actually, some of them, they are making us. Oh, know, are they really yep, making yep. you? Oh, yeah, so, because okay, it, so. If, if they didn't find anything. Yeah. Well, that's true. It. I guess, yeah, that's. Yeah. So, so now you got every neighbor bitching at you because yeah. they destroyed their yard. But with got this, a little hole and we got well, a exactly. print. So this hydro excavator, they bring that fucker out and it is literally a six inch diameter hole that goes straight. Is it eight? eight? Okay, so eight inch. Yep. We had an adapter on ours that we get it down. Because they were going for tight and fast. Yep. And so, because this was a hydro excavator. <laughs> just like choking shit. Oh, yep. I love choking it down. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> so they would go straight down. And it is pop a hole on each side. Mm -hmm. You're down within probably 45 seconds. And then a guy pulls back. He backs in with a pickup <laughs> truck full of sand. Mm -hmm. And some guy with a shovel spends about 30 seconds shoveling sand in the hole. Boom, you're on to the next one. The yep. whole process took two to four minutes. And I'm going, holy shit. These are guys that, and by the way, this is a city. Just so you know, yep. this is a city. This crew, that's all they do. So yep. they had it down to a science. Yep. I'm going, holy fuck. You can't even compete with that. No. Like hydro excavators have totally changed the game when it comes to doing that sort well, of That's what I was saying. Like, you know, for the Flint water, like department, like changing all those, you know, heads. Like I'm like, well, that'd be genius because you're not displacing a bunch of dirt in people's yards yeah. or that's having trucks. Oh, yeah. It's, it's quick and believable. Unbelievable what those machines do. I'm not sure if that happened. I'm just thinking like where it would be. And, and that's uh, actually part of that is what you were talking about is they're doing all the inspections to make sure that we don't have lead. Yeah. So we're going and vacuuming right. on both sides of the stop key to make sure there's not a lead water service. All right. Inspect it, backfill it, put some grass back onto the next one. So nice. how many trucks do you guys have now? Back Two. trucks. Two. And uh, are you guys running those pretty well full time? Uh, No. I would like to, but I'm kind of staying in my lane and kind of like feeling the feeling the workout. There's people that I yeah. want to work for and people that I don't want to work for sure. type of thing. And and I'm not in a big rush. I own a plumbing company. I'm doing fine. This is something that I want to do. Yeah, an add-on service. <clears throat> yeah, and, and I really enjoy it. I like the underground. I like the dirt work. I like, you know, that part of the business. But I'm also busy running my other business, you sure. know, the plumbing business. So, sure. um. We're kind of crawling. Oh, so this is is the vac truck not Pete Black or is it? It, it is. It's a, obviously a spinoff of Super it. Super Sucker Five Thousand Pete yes, Black Edition. Exactly. Exactly. Do you have that painted on the side of the truck or where is that located? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how many people want me to put Super Sucker down the boom. Oh fuck uh, yeah! Man, I Come mean, on. I haven't done it yet. Well, I so the, the new Vectors have the extendable no, boom on them. Yes, and we no, always call those the donkey dicks. Yep. <laughs> Ours has an extendable boom. It'll go up oh, 13 does it really? feet. Yeah. Okay. So you got to make, got the you ones gotta that make your whole entire tank an elephant 
and have the tusk you know, in the trunk. <laughs> I, I went. I went PC. You know on this. what? I think okay. you should make it Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there's a couple different at, uh, yeah. aspects I was gonna go. <laughs> number one sucker in the business. <laughs> yeah, the number one in the number two business. Yes, That's right. Now, where where do you see yourself going with your business down the road? Like, what do you see? What do you envision? What do I envision? Yep. Oh, I, I envision a couple more vac trucks and. Uh, I think I'll keep my service side about the size it is. Yeah. You know, there's there's a point where you don't want to grow beyond your britches, and I think I'm like right there, almost there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I gotta hire somebody who's smarter than I am at this point. You've added a couple <laughs> yeah. notches to the belt. To yeah, hold them. Yeah. Right. So I think I'm at my max limit that I can hold. Um, I'd like to grow the vac truck business a little bit more, and uh, you know, I nice. think that's about where we're at. Right on. Well, hey, I think we're uh, shit. We're at what? What? Two hours now. We're we're, we're right around an hour and a half. Yeah. But it has right. been a blast, and it's gone by. Yeah, it's quick. been fucking awesome. But hey, you already answered this, but we're gonna ask it because you <laughs> fucked that part up. If you could do anything different in your life, what would be your dream job? Uh, I, as I said before, man, I I enjoy what I do. <clears throat> I started out as a plumber. I, I don't think I'd change anything. I, I outside of being a professional fluffer i mean <laughs> that comes with it man I oh mean, well pipe that's, is pipe, that's right? true you gotta fluff you're, that shit up all you're day. stroking a big old well, eight inch it don't matter <laughs> everybody needs loving <laughs> fuck but yeah dude I, i'm just saying you know in, in reality i at, when you get in the trades there's so many different avenues if you don't like what you're doing you're the only person in charge change it absolutely yeah you know, if you want to be, if you're a plumber today and you want to be a welder tomorrow, the only person stopping you from being a welder is you. Yeah. So yep. I took that and I was like, well, I'm kind of bored being a service plumber. I want to be a new construction plumber. So I went on to that. Then I want to be a welder. Then I went on to that. Then before you knew it, I was checking all this new stuff out, learning all this stuff. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And that kind of segued into vac trucks and so on. It's and just so there, there, out of control. There's no limit. You can just <laughs> keep going as far as you want to. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now, Brandon, you obviously touched on Jerry and their kind of people in that industry, in the dock water world. What do you see as an individual in the plumbing? Like, what do you see when you're out there filming them and you're out there around these guys like what kind of individuals and characters do you see out there uh same kind of just hard-working guys you know that are willing to get their hands dirty and um want to take their own future and destiny in their own hands and 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 work with their hands you know and build something i got a question whose crews are bigger jackasses mine or jerry's (laughs) oh oh yes uh thickens Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know. Who's I, paying more for this? I have a lot of fun. <laughs> I have a lot of fun wherever I'm at shooting whoever. Um, I don't know, Jack. That's with a camera. Just a, <laughs> not not Jack, but who, who fools around more? Oh, I think the doc guys do. So. <laughs> I'll admit defeat. I think they do too. Yeah, they're, the they're swimming around. That's really in the good water. for me, though. That means my guys are keeping it real. Okay, so yeah. I have a, I have a final parting question here. Do plumbers have abnormally large ass cracks or do they buy pants that just showcase the ass crack? 
I don't know. You want me to turn around and we'll like measure it up? You know, I, it might well, be worth some experiments. We do need a plumber. <laughs> the, the infamous plumber's crack. Yeah, we, we do need a photo op for this. That's that's true. Oh, I me, think it's that their knees are so bad that like they're crouched over in some yeah. weird position. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have an ass. Like literally, I. And maybe that's the problem. There's no ass to hold the jeans up yeah. over the crack. There you All go. Right. That's probably what it is. We'll, we'll, you know what? We'll do some science and we will report back on a later podcast. Well, on that note, how can uh, people find you, follow you, see you, yeah. learn about you? Plug yourself. Uh, so we got PeteBlackPlumbing.com. They can find us there. They can find us through our Instagram, Facebook. Yep. In LinkedIn, all Pete Black Plumbing. On all platforms. Well, that makes it super easy. PeteBlackPlumbing.com. Blackplumbing. Yes. Dot com. I, I should have said plug yourself, just not in the sense of your, your former customer. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah, man. It's been a pleasure, guys. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. So thank you guys. As always for listening, uh, you know my spiel, but this time it's not just for Apple platforms because I've recently become aware that you can rate these things on Spotify and other platforms. Well, fucking A. Give us a rating. Yeah, come on. Give us a rating. Give us a review. It helps us out. Check us out on Instagram. Matt will most likely respond because he's on the ball. Yeah, and I'm really sick of, you know, giving us votes. You know, I'm making false accounts just to keep us up. Exactly. Yeah, the (laughs) bot accounts are not doing it. So thanks for everybody listening. Come follow us. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys in the next episode of Sweat and Grime. Peace. Peace.